welcome to the Equipus Church Surrey podcast. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. How about we stand? Why don't we pray before we get into the Word tonight? Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you that, God, we know that you're here tonight. Lord, I pray for every one of us tonight. Jesus, let our awareness of who you are, of how good you are, of how much you love us, of your wonder, of your joy, of your peace. Lord, whatever it is we need to know tonight, let it grow, let it develop, let it expand in our minds and in our hearts and in our spirits tonight. In your name, amen. Amen. Okay, well, you can take a seat. Everybody good? Fabulous, lovely stuff. Well, I'm going to get straight into it tonight. Thank you, band. Um, Hey, I want to talk tonight about um, the presence of God. Okay, everyone say the presence of God. And in particular, I want to look at um, the whole idea of finding peace in the presence of God. Okay, we're going to look at finding peace in the presence of God tonight. I don't know about you, but there have been moments in my life, and I'm sure there are moments to come in my life, where I have found myself in a situation or facing something and just said, whoa, this is crazy. I need the peace of God right now. Or man, this is, is, is what's going on here. This is scary. This is frightening. Um, this is too big for me to deal with right now in just my brain. I'm going to need the peace of God. The peace of God right now to help me understand this, to help me deal with what's going on. And I think it's a really valuable thing that we can all experience, every single one of us, the peace of God. Um, but I really believe that tonight, actually, I want to look at how we can get there, how we can find the peace of God, access the peace of God, actually by stepping into God's presence. Uh, and I want to look at three kind of steps that we're going to take to help us find God's peace, find that peace that I know every single one of us is going to need. Uh, and as we do that, we're going to look at these three steps. And hopefully, as we get to the end of tonight, we will be well equipped. Maybe it's something you learn brand new tonight. Maybe it's something you know already, but you'll just be refueled with a fresh fire for the presence of God first and foremost, and then, and then for his peace. And then for the peace of God, which is so, so powerful. And I would love for us all to leave tonight just knowing we have got God with us all the time. And whenever we need to step into his peace, whenever we need to know um, for the peace of God, for his clarity, for his goodness, we're going to know tonight that that's something that's available to us and that we can step into. Is that good? Okay, so the first thing we need to do, and I'm going to get us straight onto my first point, which is, first of all, when it comes to the presence of God, we need to be aware. If we want to access the peace of God, if we want to understand that, then first of all, we've actually got to be aware of the presence of God, actually of God's presence. Now, when I say the presence of God, you might have a few different ideas of what that could look like. So um, we're talking presence, as in God being with us, as opposed to like the gifts God would give us, just in case you were wondering, presence are on the way. No, not quite. Um, It's the presence of God, God with us. And you might see it in a few different ways. You could see it kind of as a corporate presence of God. So when we gather together, um, we know that God is amongst us, okay? There's no doubt about that. Uh, You may sometimes feel in the praise and worship, uh, especially in moments like that where we're glorifying God or where we're lifting God up, if you can sometimes just get that sense of, oh yeah, God's here. God's in the room right now. Sometimes uh, the preacher or the MC will be like, oh, I really feel like God's in this place right now, like God's moving right now. And there's a real power definitely in that when we meet corporately together, that presence of God. Um, Amazing examples of that are actually when we meet together and we know we're in the presence of God because the Holy Spirit starts doing stuff. 
Um, you know, people might start uh, speaking in tongues for the first time or something like that. Do you know that happen- actually happens in, in this church? We've got young adults who at 5 p.m. services, just during praise and worship, have just baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues, speaking in the heavenly language. It's so cool. It's awesome. That's evidence of God being here, evidence of the presence of God. Um, You know, I would say that when we see people being healed in this space, that's the presence of God moving in this place. When people say yes to Jesus, that's the presence of God moving in this place. And you know what? You might just get that sense when when you're here in church. God's here, and I know God's here, and I know he's present right now. So there's that element of the presence of God we can look at and we can understand. But I reckon as well, there's actually an element of God's presence, of God being with us, that is actually about God being with you and you personally. And so we've got this corporate understanding of God's presence, but then there's also a personal presence. And this is what is really important. This is what I really want to help us develop tonight, this personal awareness of God's presence. Now, the truth is, and I'm sure you know this, but the truth about God's presence is that um, God is always around us. He's always with us. He's always present, okay? He's never absent from us. Um, Let's look at uh, some verses in the Bible. Psalm 139, 7 to 10. It will come up on the screen. It says this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Uh, you can see that kind of passage maybe in one way where you think the person's literally trying to run away from like, the presence of God. But I think it's more like you've got to see it as in terms of it's like, doesn't matter where I go, God, you're still there. Doesn't matter how far over here I go, God, you're still there. Doesn't matter how far this way I go, God, you're still there. Everywhere I go and everywhere we go, God is present among us. Think of it this way, okay? I've got a beard, okay? Check out this. Check out this beard, okay? It's pretty good. My beard is present, okay? My My beard is present with us tonight. But I've had it for so long now, I've had it for um, almost a decade, I think, that I'm no longer constantly aware of it, okay? Present, not necessarily aware. Get, you see where I'm going with this? Nicola, by the way, my wife, does not know what I look like without a beard, which is slightly terrifying when the day the beard actually falls off because choices are going to have to be made. Um, about whether we just grow it back or whether we like it, those kind of choices. Um, here's the thing. So look, my beard is present. We're not always aware of it, Okay. And I wonder if it's the same for us, actually, with God and the presence of God. Because God is always present, but are we always aware of that? Now, this is the interesting thing. Like I just said, Nicola doesn't know what I look like without a beard. The only time we have found out what I look like without a beard was with a Snapchat filter that removed my beard for me. And I considered showing it, but it was so horrifying, so disgusting that I'm not, I'm not going to show it. If, if my beard was no longer present, we would notice, right? The truth is, if God was no longer present with us right now, pretty swiftly we would notice. Pretty swiftly we would be like, Where's, what's going on? Where's God? What's going on? And it's interesting that, you know, when God isn't around, we would notice. So why is it the case when God is around, which is happening all the time, we're not noticing it? And that's why I think we need to really build an awareness of God and of his presence. And it's going to help us to step in to discovering more of his peace. So a couple of quick ways we can uh, develop our awareness of God. First of all, actually be in the church environment. Actually step in and experience that corporate expression of God's presence that I was talking about uh, a minute ago. I want to commend all of you. You've made a choice to be here tonight. 
Um, the weather is gorgeous out there. I've got a lawn that's waiting to be mowed at home. I've got hanging baskets that need to be watered. I've got a picnic blanket that's ready for a picnic. But here we all are because we want to step into the presence of God tonight. And it is an amazing thing if you're new to church or if you're not sure what the presence of God is all about, then being in church week in, week out is an amazing way to understand um, God's presence even more. Another thing we can do to become more aware of the presence of God, and this is something we talk about a lot, but it's actually praise. Praise is so powerful when it comes to uh, understanding and knowing an awareness of the presence of God. And we talk about it a lot here at Equippers because we really believe in the power of it. We believe in the power of praise. Check this out, Psalm 100, verse 4. I'm sure you know it. It says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That psalm's literally saying, step into the presence of God with praise. Step into God's presence with praise. Um, we looked at that verse, 139, Psalm 139, a minute ago, which was talking about um, the presence of God is always around us, that awareness of the presence of God. Well, that psalm was written by David, who's written loads of those psalms. Um, and this is a guy who clearly knows the presence of God, right? There's no doubt about that. I'll tell you what's interesting. David also really knows how to praise. Skip back one psalm to Psalm 138, verse 1, and David writes this. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I mean, that's quite a good level of praise to give if you're praising with all of your heart, right? And I love that kind of link, actually, that we can see is that the guy who knows the presence of God and the extent to which God is around him is also the guy who knows how to praise God. There's a powerful link between the two things there, and I, um, I really want to encourage us that praise is so key when it comes to identifying the presence of God. When we praise, we lift our eyes off of ourselves, off of our world, and we lift them onto Jesus. We focus on God and his goodness, and we start to acknowledge truly who he is and how good he is, and we place him right where he deserves to be, seated on high in heaven. And it is a powerful, powerful, powerful way to see God and understand him and grow that awareness of his presence. So we can be in the church environment, we can praise God, and let me just add this final thing just as we look at being aware of God's presence. I just want to say that if you are a believer in Jesus tonight, if you said yes to God, then you're not excluded from his presence at all, not at all. You know, you might think to yourself, well, um, the presence of God is not for me, or you might think I've not been good this week, so God's not going to want to be with, in my presence or be with me, or you might think I've not done enough for me to deserve to be in the presence of God. But actually, that's just not the case. I like this verse in Psalm 140, verse 13, which says this, Surely the righteous will praise your name, and the upright will live in your presence. Again, you see that link between praise and being in God's presence? So the righteous, that's you and I, if you've said yes to Jesus, will praise your name. We'll glorify God. And the upright, if we've got our hearts right with God, which if you've said yes to him, then you have, will live in your presence. Come on, that's so, so good. Come on, if that's a blocker for you tonight, if you think I can never be aware of God's presence because of what I've done in my life, or even because of what I've not done in my life, I want to say, actually, that's not how God looks at it. God just wants to be in relationship with you, and he just wants for you to be in the presence of God. He wants you and him together to acknowledge him, to be aware of him, and to see more of him move in your life. Is that good? Okay, so first thing we've got to do then is be aware, as we've talked about. And then the next thing that we need to do, remember, we're heading on this journey to find peace in the presence of God. Next thing we need to do is get hungry. Everybody say, get hungry. hungry. Lovely stuff. When you discover the presence of God and you're on that step to um, to discover his peace, we know we're aware of God's presence now. 
But I think what we need to start then working out is actually a hunger for God's presence. Because it's the hunger that's going to lead you towards peace. Because instead of facing a situation and thinking to yourself, what's going on? How am I going to deal with this? What am I going to do over here? Because you'll be hungry for God's presence. You'll just know that's where I need to go. The presence of God is what I'm searching for right now. So I want to tell you a little story, um, and it's going back a few years now. This was happened to me when I was in the church that I grew up in, uh, when I must have been about, I think, 12 or 13. And the pastor was preaching, and he asked everyone in the church, he said, if you could go back to any moment in time, any moment in history, where would you go back to? And I sat there, and I really like history. I actually did it at uni, and I loved history. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll have a superb answer for this. I'll give, you a, I'll give them the best answer. So I whipped my hand up. I thought, hey, I've got my answer. I'm ready. Um, but the pastor ignored my hand for some reason. I don't know why. And went to the other side of the church. And he went and found an old boy who was about 90 years old, 85, properly old, okay? 90, 80 so years old. He'd known Jesus all his life. And he said to him, if you could go back in time, anywhere in time, what would you go and see? And the old boy, uh, he said this. I'm, basically, I grew up in the countryside, and I'm undecided if I should do a countryside accent or not. <clears throat> okay. The old, the old boy said, well, if I could go back in time, <laughs> if I go back in any time, I'd probably go back to when uh, the birth of the baby Jesus, my Lord, my Lord and Savior, the baby Jesus. <clears throat> and everyone thought, oh, yes, what a holy answer birth of baby Jesus. He'd love to see Jesus' birth. Anyway, pastor asked the question again. I put my hand up. I'm ready. I'm like, yes, I want to answer this question. And he, he goes around to another of an old lady now. And one of the old boys he's asked, he asked one of the old ladies. She's 85, 90 years old. And he asks her the same question. And she says, well, if I could go back in time, <laughs> if I could go back in time to any time of all of history, I think I'd probably go back and see some of the miracles that Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour, did. I thought, okay, holy answer. I turned water into wine. I thought, okay, interesting. They've also picked a Jesus answer. Interesting. Anyway, I kept my hand up because I thought my answer's pretty good. It's a pretty solid answer. And um, the pastor's coming round to my side. Now, I don't think, here we go, it's my time to answer the question. But he gets us another old boy first, okay, 85, 90 years old. You know the story by now. And he says to me, if you go back in time, blah, blah, blah. And he says, well... Probably for me, I would probably go back to that wonderful weekend, the death and the resurrection of my Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour. <laughs> um, and everyone said, oh, what a holy answer. He, was, he wants to see the moment where, you know, where our faith was built, where Jesus died and rose again for us, the cornerstone of our faith. And at this point, my hand was up here, and I put it down here. Because my answer, where would I like to go back into history, was not 2,000 years ago, but 20 years ago, to uh, Anfield, which is Liverpool's football ground, <laughs> to watch Arsenal beat Liverpool in the 1989 league. Like, it was, it's a magic moment. If, you know, if you're an Arsenal fan, then you know that 1989 was a big thing. I wanted to go and see it. I thought, this is the place to be. I'd forgotten about God being on earth 2,000 years ago, and maybe we should go and see that. Anyway, the thing that really struck me about those guys' answers is they had known Jesus their whole lives, all 85 to 90 years of them. And what I was amazed by is that it didn't matter that they'd lived so long and known Jesus for so long. Still, the one thing they wanted to see more than anything was more of Jesus. 
Come on, isn't that so exciting? I just thought, I was thinking about that the other week. I thought, what an inspiring thing. I wanted to see 11 men run around on a pitch. I can put that on YouTube if I want to. But they wanted to see more of Jesus. There was such a hunger within them for the presence of God. Check this out from Psalm 63. It says this, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Man, the psalmist there so desperately seeking God, so hungry for the presence of God. And look at this. This is so interesting. Who wrote this psalm? Well, it's David. It's the guy who knew how to praise. It's the guy who knew the presence of the Lord. And now he's the guy who's hungry for even more. Come on, isn't that so interesting? You know, this is kind of one of those points that you can't really talk too much about. You can just you just got to build it into your life almost. I just, it's something that I've discovered over time is that as I stepped into the presence of God, as I've known God's been with me, as I've grown an awareness in me, it's developed a hunger within me as well for more of God, for more of Jesus. I don't know about you, but it's a pretty good posture to have in life that says, Jesus, I want more of you. Jesus, I want more of you in my life. And when you step into the presence of God, that's what develops, a hunger for more of him. We're going to move on in a second to looking at discovering the peace of God. But think of it this way. When you're hungry, right, in the natural, you would go downstairs and you would open the fridge and you would have a look inside there to see what you could eat, right? Because you know that what you need to satisfy you is inside that fridge, right? That's your provision. Like, so the hunger's there. You know where to go because you know the satisfaction's inside. When it comes to the presence of God, we know there's a hunger for God. And we know that when you're hungry for God, hungry for that satisfaction, you can step into his presence, almost like opening the fridge door, step into God's presence, develop that awareness for him, and that's where you find the peace of God. That's where you find God's peace. So listen, if we are going to discover this peace of God, then we've got to be, first of all, aware of the presence of God. Everyone who say, be aware. Then we've got to develop this hunger within us for more of the presence of God because it's going to keep on building and building and building. So say, uh, get hungry. And then we get to the point where we can discover the peace of God. Everybody say, peace of God. There is so much to be discovered in the presence of God, but I want to finish on peace. You know, look at the world right now and all these different things that are going on in in all sorts of different spheres and worlds, and, and your world might just look a bit crazy at the moment too. And I really believe, like I said at the start, that there's a peace that God has available for us that can bring a firm footing, that can bring clarity, that can just take that chaos and disorder and turn it into peace and order and understanding. And when you step into God's presence, that's where that power is. There's definitely a link between the presence and the peace of God. And we're going to look at it just a little bit, just in these last few minutes. So let's look at Psalm 65, verse 7. And this psalm's talking about God. And it says that God, who stilled the roarings of the seas and the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of nations. That's what God does. He stills the seas. He stills the waves. He stills the turmoil of nations. What's the opposite of a nation in turmoil? It's a nation in peace. And that is what God is all about. Now, a little interesting fact about this psalm. Can you guess who wrote this one? You got it. It's David. David wrote this one as well. So David is this guy who knows how to praise God. 
He knows that the presence of God is all around him. He's hungry for more of the presence of God. And look at this. He's discovered the peace of God as well. There's such a link between all these different things as we go, go through them and as we look at them. And I think it's just so powerful that this peace of God that we have. And there's a great quote. I think it's Bill Johnson. He says, peace is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. That's what the peace of God is all about. It's not necessarily like a sense or like just everything changes and it's better straight away. It's so much more about God is with you. And that's that link between peace and presence. It's because we know God's with us. We know we can experience peace. Do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah? I am. Um, when I was a student, we used to live uh, in. I used to live on a kind of a village thing that was just a little bit away from campus. So if you're a student around here, you'll know Englefield Green, and then the campus was yeah, cool place. The campus was just um, over the road from it, and so at night when you had to walk home, you had to walk through this alleyway. Okay. Now, over the years, this alleyway has had a number of names, um, none of which I'm going to share with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you had to become a student to find out what those names are. Anyway, it was a kind of dark alley, and often the lights wouldn't turn on in this alley. And it was also then an alley connected to a cemetery, which was also dark, and also like you couldn't see the end of the cemetery. And then when I was a student, there was this thing going around on Facebook about killer clowns and like clowns that would like to turn up in alleyways and get you, um, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Anyway, someone, like a few days before I was walking down this alleyway, had posted on Englefield Green News, like, hey, I think I've seen a clown in the alley. Um, <laughs> which was stupid. Anyway, so I normally walk down this alley every night. It's a pretty normal thing for me to do, to just walk down the alley, and I'd be walking down it nice and confident. Okay, I'm the boss of the alleyway. Yeah, I'm the president of the Christian Union. I'm, I've, got this, I've got this alleyway sorted. No one, no one can stop me in this alleyway. Um, and then this random night, for some reason, the alley was darker than normal. And there was a, a sense of more clowns in the area. And um, the cemetery was spookier than normal. And instead of walking around like, yeah, I'm the president of the CU. Yeah, I do history. I just get two ones every day. I was more walking around like, I'm going to get home, got to get home, got to get home. It was a weird thing, right? It never happened to me before, never happened to me since. So in, that, in that moment, I actually prayed. And I said, God, what's going on here? <laughs> like, God, I feel in this moment like a little bit scared, actually. And I said, God, would you just be with me right now? And this is the amazing thing that happened. I'm walking down this alley, this weird, scary alley in the middle of Englefield Green. And I prayed that prayer. And no joke, this is 100% true. My hands were down here. And I felt like someone was holding my hand here. And I felt like someone was holding my hand here. And that was the presence of God. That was the presence of God. And the minute I felt that, I was just like, okay, God's with me. I've got peace now. I'm protected. I can walk forward with the peace of God. That's the link between the presence of God and the peace of God. You can find peace in God when you know his presence because you'll know that he is with you. Uh, check this out. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 16 says this. And it's from the New King James. It says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. That's our God. That's the God we believe in. He is the Lord of peace. He's the one that's in charge of peace. And I love it. It says, um, peace always in every way. So whatever time of day it is, whatever you're up to, whatever you're doing, and in every way, God can bring you his peace. And I love the way that it finishes. Look at that verse. The Lord be with you all. Again, that connection between peace and presence. 
peace and presence. The Lord can give you peace always, all the time, in every way, and he's always with you. That's the power of the peace and the presence of God. There was a great song that they used to sing in the olden days. Um, it came out in the 80s, I think. And it was, called, it was called, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. Anyone remember, remember that song? Yeah, it's a classic. Be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. Come on, when we've got an awareness of God's presence, when we're hungry for more of Him, we're going to start to experience His peace because we're gonna have that awareness of God is with me. And it's not just God is with me, it's the Lord of peace is with me. The Lord of peace is with me right here, right now. And so that's why I've wanted to take us on this journey tonight. I know that for so many of us, we're facing things that we might be unsure about or uncertain about. We might read things online. We might look at conflicts. We might look at issues going on in the world. We might look at politics. Closer to home, you might look at a family situation. You might have exams coming up. You might just be dealing with something right now and you just think, how am I gonna deal with this? Well, can I encourage you? Be hungry for the peace of God. Develop an awareness for his presence. Be hungry for his presence, sorry. And then come on, let's be ready to just step into his peace. And first to experience his peace, but second to know his peace. To know that God is with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Recently, what I've been doing is actually just spending time just in my devotional, just, just sitting there silently, just saying, God, I'm ready for you to move today. Lord, could I just experience something of your presence? And the peace that just comes over me in those moments is so powerful, so powerful. And it's that sense of, yeah, God, I'm, he's with me right now. He's with me in those moments. And that's what I'd love for us to take away tonight, for us to go home tonight, to face different things, but actually to take a moment at the start of every day and say, God, I'm aware of your presence. I'm hungry for your presence. And I'm ready to discover your peace. Is that good? Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? And like I said at the start, a great way to enter the, 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 uh, the presence of God and to experience his peace is actually to praise God, is actually to worship Him. And so what I'd love to do just for a moment is actually we're going to begin to lift our voices again. We're going to sing together. We're going to glorify God. Not going to worry about anything else or the person next to you or any issue going on right now. Right now, at the centre of your mind, at the centre of your spirit, let it be God right now. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to connect with Equippers Church, then please visit equippers.co.uk and say hello. And if you enjoyed today's message, you can subscribe and share it with a friend.